Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bokeh Time. I'm your host, Michael Baiseros. And I'm your co-host, Jonathan Orozco. And on today's episode, we have a guest with us. Uh, her name is Ren. I already forgot. Dianelli. Dianelli. That's it, Dianelli. Dianelli. Um, she is a filmmaker, and um, she's our guest for today. Hi, Ren. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, so the reason I ended up asking you to be on this podcast is because we have like kind of a mutual friend. Do we? Who is it? Big, Big Guns Mike. Mike. Uh, oh, I love Mike. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because yeah. a fellow robot. So, yep. like, I do some stuff for fellow robot. And mm. then um, I saw that they hired you to do some, uh, like, uh, some pictures for them. Mm-hmm. And I thought they looked super sick. And then I was like, oh, who's that? And I saw that it was you. And I was like, follow. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. That was a really fun shoot to do. I was so jealous. Yeah. They... I love those guys so much. I've known John Zell since forever. Um, and and uh, talking about John, didn't he come out in, um, and uh, I feel like I'm a little loud here. Okay. Um, wasn't John in um, a music video you directed of Taylor Crawford? Yes. He played the dad in um, Walk Straight by Taylor Crawford. And his wife came out too, right? Yeah. They were both the parents. That's awesome. Yeah. I know them because of her. So oh, okay. yeah, like when I when I met I met them all like around that time when mm-hmm. I did her music video. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, was uh, Taylor the first person that you did a music video for? She was. She was. Yeah, she was my first like real client in that sense, and I was still in college at the time, and I was like, wow, this girl wants me to make her a thing. Yeah. So then we made the thing. Yeah, and then you also directed. Um, that other um, music video of hers, uh, we I've destroyed the word. The I've world? just destroyed the world. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. that was sick. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly stock footage, but it was something that she really felt passionate about, mm-hmm. and it was something that um, I was so excited to be a part of to make happen for her because mm-hmm. it was about um, climate change and saving the world, and it was for Earth Day, and it was a cover. Um, yeah, it was a really impactful thing to make yeah um i'm sort of friends with taylor um and uh yeah she's super talented like oh she gets she doesn't give herself enough credit i love her so much <laughs> she has like this fun energy and then like she's super talented like, she is unbelievable like yeah. the world has no idea what's coming for them right mm-hmm. now she's making some really cool stuff we've got another project on the way oh that's cool yeah no, i'm not gonna talk about it yet though okay not, like, yet, not yet not yet it is way too soon but okay so much is coming and yeah. i'm just like in her like in awe of her all mm-hmm. the time yeah she's super cool yeah and um so it was because of uh taylor that you got in connection with uh, fellow robot mm-hmm. yeah definitely okay. and then when i worked with them um like when was that like in the fall last year or so Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's when I met Mike and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Big Guns Mike. Yeah. So, and he's, he's so cool. He's a Star Trek fan. And so am I huge mm-hmm. Star Trek fan. So as soon as we found out that about each other, we were like, whoa, friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the first time I met Mike, we were both kind of awkward. And then like, I forgot what happened. I think he started working out. Um, I, I feel like he's always been working out, but he's been working on his like biceps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna call you Big Guns Mike from now on. And he was like, I love that. <laughs> And then like, we were friends ever since. And then like just the fact that we're both named Michael. Yeah. That's already a connection. Yeah, I know a couple of Mikes. I think that's a sort of a common name. Um, I don't know. I know one or two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You made it. <laughs> it's like, I know a lot of Mikes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but like you make it your own. Like, yeah, that's totally. That's what sets you apart from all the other Mikes. It's mm-hmm. like, you're like, I'm Mike, but like, I'm Mike. 
Mm, okay. You got the gun mic. You got, you know. Yeah, for sure. I just call myself Michael, like, and then I just call Big Guns Mike, Big Guns Mike. Mm. But he's like, Shit. oh, you're good. Um, break things. He's just like a, he's just an awesome guy and he's a super talented musician too. Oh my God. Unbelievable guitarist. Like blows my mind. Um, so I guess before we continue the conversation, um, I guess, can you give us a little bit of background on yourself besides that you went to Cypress College? Yeah. Um, I actually have a lot to my story. Okay. Um, we have time. Cool. Well, I started off, see, I was born. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go that far back, but I, I started off wanting to be, I always wanted to be a director. That was something that has been part of my life as long as I can remember. Like, I remember sitting and watching movies with my dad and wanting to watch the behind the scenes and mm. just watching, like, George Lucas or Steven Spielberg talk about what they're doing and feeling like, ooh, is that a job? Can I do that job? Because I want to do that job. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun to do as, a, like, a young kid watching that stuff. Um, <clears throat> gather my thoughts <laughs> I'm like thinking about a thousand things at once. Okay. Um, can I ask you a question? Huh? <laughs> can I ask you a question yes. if that helps? Well, um, was there one particular movie that was just like. Movie? Yeah. That was just like, I want to do that. Oh, gosh, no. It's probably one of the Star Wars ones. It, I did love Star Wars. I loved Star Trek. I watched a lot of sci-fi with my dad. And like, those are all the things that really jump-started my interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got older and I was watching TV when I was like sick or something once, I remember watching Shaun of the Dead for the first time Okay. and being introduced to Edgar Wright. And mm-hmm. so that style of filmmaking and directing was what like made me really want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you can, that's so funny and so interesting. And I love what he's doing with like the way he's telling a story yeah. and that it's comical and interesting still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went that direction, but then when I went to high school, I went to a um, culinary, it was like a vocational school, okay. and I chose culinary as my major, and so I spent four years studying um, like how to be a chef, because I thought I wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're like 16, you're like, yeah, that I'm going to do all this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So I did, I pursued that for a little while. While I was in high school, I was still making videos, and... <laughs> I made like parody rap videos <laughs> that no one will ever see, I hope, who hasn't already seen it from like high school. Um, so I used to do a lot of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always thought it was funny when I look back now, I spent all this time in high school where I should have been studying cooking, making videos. Mm. And like <laughs> spent all this time in my other classes being like, can I make a video about this instead of an essay? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but after, so after I, I graduated, I went to, uh, LA, I got a job in, um, a kitchen, like a pretty high end fine dining place. Um, and I was a pastry cook for like five weeks and got promoted to sous chef. Oh, that's super cool. I was 19. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is like, it's kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> but then shortly after I got injured and then I got fired. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. That's so nice. then I... After all of that, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go back to, to college and yeah. just be a director because I've always wanted to do that. And my plan B failed so spectacularly. So let's just go back to plan A. Uh, yeah. So then I went to Cypress College. 
And um, you said you got injured. Did you get injured on the job? I did. What what uh, what happened if you don't mind um, me asking? So this isn't real. My hand. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's a really good replica. I know. Uh, no, I actually don't know what happened because a few doctors were. I was sent to a few doctors, and they were like, "We don't know what happened." When we don't believe you, honestly, which sucked. But I think something happened with like a nerve. Um, I, I just remember sitting, um, like on my foot while I was stirring something in a really big mix, like stand mixer, the, the mm-hmm. giant ones. And, um, it felt like something tore and I was in so much pain, but I had to work. Like I had shit to do yeah. and I didn't care. So I kept working. Um, and by the time I got home that night, my foot was so swollen. It was like three times the size of the other one. Wow. It was some of the worst pain I've ever felt. And, um, I did not know what to do. So I went to doctors. They made it worse. The first time I went in, they mm-hmm. wrapped it up and made it like swell more. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you're smart. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. So long story short, it just did not, it didn't work out. Okay. Um, and I'm not mad about it. I, I don't have the passion for culinary like I do um, art in the way that I do it now. So mm. I'm glad I found that out before mm. I wasted too much time. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So if anything, there was just like a a miracle place in disguise, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Like it was not fun to, yeah, go, to go through. Yeah. And I felt like I had spent so much time pursuing something that was just, like a waste, you know, mm, but yeah. I did, I learned a lot and I have some like cool skills. So, so I, can, some, I can bake stuff. You have some awesome skills. Um, well, as, as far as direct, I mean, directing, I don't know about your cooking oh. skills. <laughs> well, I'll bake you something. Okay, cool. For sure. Um, and then, uh, so speaking about Cypress college, so you mm. had on YouTube, you had, uh, four, oh. is it four? Yeah. You have four short films. Mm-hmm. Which one was your favorite? Um, moment? Well, womanhood is womanhood? my favorite. That was I thought it was That's something separate, like in terms of like Cypress College of your short films. Oh, that was separate. Oh, you're talking about the, the only the college. Yeah, because now we're just in Cypress College. Okay, we're moving along your history. Along I see. Way. I see. Yeah. Um, I just saw one womanhood before you got here. Oh, oh, that's the one I told him to watch because it was super dope. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, you know, the first, the very first short film I ever made was Vu, mm-hmm. and. It's like the <laughs> the typical art, like art house. I'm a director, like black and white, you know, mm-hmm. like so annoying. Uh, <laughs> but it was something different. I feel like I was telling a really strange sort of story um, about yourself okay. and the two sides of yourself. Mm-hmm. People didn't fully understand the concept, which was fine. But I still won best director that year at the uh, film festival, so... I felt like I was doing something all right. Mm-hmm. And it was my first jump into like, maybe I can do this. So I do love that one because of that. And so, so, um, and that one, so the two different characters are the same person. Yeah. Okay. So some people take it as a love story, which is fine. You can take it however you want to. But what I, what I was trying to tell was, um, how, when something happens to you, there are two sides to yourself mm. and, when you um, you kind of become disconnected from yourself in that way, like left and right brain, mm. or like the you know you know you yeah. know what I mean, right? I know what you mean. I mean, everyone has more than two sides, but I just kind of narrowed it down. Um, 
So it's like when those two parts of you become disconnected, you have to work to figure out how to reconnect them. Okay. So that's how uh, the very end of the short, Mm -hmm. it says pull yourself together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was going for with it. Mm, Okay. Yeah. But um, some people think it's like a breakup and that's fine too. If Mm. you want to see it that way. I kind of saw it as a mixture of a combination of both. Okay. As a combination of like each person going through something traumatic, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And then them eventually going through like the rough patch and then eventually finding themselves again. That's great too. Okay. Yeah. That's something I love about storytelling and, and filmmaking and art in general is that I may have made it for a certain reason for myself. Yeah. Um, but someone, if someone else can get something out of it and it helps them, then that's totally what it's for. Like mm. that's totally what it's about now. It's all yours. Take what you take, whatever you can from it. Like, okay. I'm not going to get mad if you didn't understand what it meant to me because mm. it meant something to me and I'm done with it. It's like, that's okay. been fulfilled. You yeah. Know? Um, I mean, if someone really doesn't understand the story at all and it's like really <laughs> incorrect, I might say something yeah, about sure. it, but like if, if you get what you take, whatever you can from art and that's, what's the most important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I like the use that you use for like the two liter and the boiling pot. Oh, that was super cool. Yeah. Bottling up. Yeah. It was just like all this tension building up and then eventually it's just like release. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I kind of forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched these in a really long time. Maybe I should have done my own research on myself. On yourself. Yeah. It's it's always (laughs) funny too. Cause like, uh, the guests that come on the show, they're like, so what do I need to mm-hmm. like? How do I prepare? I was like, you don't prepare. I mean, it's you. Like, yeah. how do you prepare like yourself for yourself? You know, my mom or something. Like, oh my <laughs> god! I should have just stared at the mirror for like an hour. <laughs> Who am um, I? Yeah, cool. And then um, at the end of that, that's mm-hmm. what I understood. Like the black line dividing the two characters as like a mirror almost, and them looking at themselves. Okay, being content. Is like that the that. way I saw it? That's I love that interpretation. Yeah. But that was mine. And then, uh, so the one you did after that was Coffee Trip. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I liked about it is I had an almost like Groundhog Day vibe yeah, to it. that's what I was going for. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was my attempt at like a little sci-fi, a little comedy, a little bit of just like a strange thing. Yeah. Um, And I, I thought it would be, I just thought, I thought it was funny, honestly. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I was <laughs> laughing more than anything. Oh. Glad. and like the music really helped like project that like humor and that yeah. energy to it the, actually the guy who does my music and in, in my early films i met him at the college mm. his name's jonathan richmond and he's a film composer and he's now like a working film composer oh, that's awesome. and i'm just so proud of him i'm like oh my god you used to do my little short films in college and now look at you you know he's mm-hmm. so cool shout out to john scores on instagram yeah that's the one so at yeah, john do, scores. My, do my research mm-hmm. um and then uh, another thing that I liked about it was the last scene. It was like almost like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. That was just like awesome. It was just like, oh shit, he's looking at me. Don't look at me. Like, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm looking oh. at you. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, it's fun to play with things like that. I feel like that may have been part of an assignment that involved it. Or, oh, Ooh, what was that? <laughs> That's uh, my co-host's phone breaking for the 10th time. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over this damn sickness okay so it's a good thing we brought you tea then yeah because i was like you. you came in with your own water i was like do i give you tea do i not give you tea i always have my yeah. water bottle okay yeah but always awesome stickers by the way thanks this was my first attempt and i didn't plan it out as well as i could have but it's cute it's i like fun. the little that's a corgi right yeah it's a cute little corgi 
And mostly there are cats. I have a lot of cat. Okay. Cat stickers. That one's my mm. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, that's my favorite show. Um, and then so after Coffee Trip, you had Ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, what gave you the idea to try to like Tarantino yourself into your films? <laughs> you noticed that, huh? <laughs> I, I just think it's fun. I don't have any agenda when I insert myself into something. Also, it's most likely because I didn't have enough bodies or people. So okay. I'm doing like three jobs behind the camera. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I want an extra in that scene really bad. I'm like, I'm just going to walk through it real quick. Um, where where do I show up in this one? Uh, when she ends up going to like, um, she's like on Main Street or something. She's walking down and then you come to the left and then she sees oh, like yeah, the yeah. same depiction okay. on the candle on the storefront on Fun the right hand side. Okay. Fun fact here. Um, that whole scene with a girl with the really long ha- red hair. The red hair, yeah. I played that role in the first um, version of this film. Okay. That it will never be seen. Um <laughs> But I, I actually put myself as a character, and I was her. And I watched it back, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not an actor. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get someone who's a real actor. So I got my friend Heather to play that role, which was way better, because it was a really kind of over-the-top role. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and, and when it came to, like, these uh, student films, did they give you, like, as much freedom as you like, or did you have to fulfill a certain criteria? Certain ones I had to fulfill a criteria. Um, I can't, I, honestly, I, I can't remember mm. and what, what the prompts were for all of those projects, but I know that I always did way more than I was supposed to. Mm. They were usually good. a little longer than, than needed or more intricate than needed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would put a lot of work and time into my projects when I really didn't have to, but mm. I wanted to. What's the first step you take into doing a film? It depends on what... what it depends on what I'm doing. Um, sometimes it'll be storyboarding. Sometimes it's just the script. Sometimes it's not even a script. It's like a list of um, things that I want to do or a scene written out. Um, it usually starts there, though. Mm. Something written. And then um, was it difficult in that ordinary um, short film to film in the perspective of someone's eyes almost? Yeah, it was a point of view yeah. thing. And I... It was really hard. <laughs> my cameraman was always like, you want me to what? <laughs> like, just like lay on the ground and then move the camera like you've been slapped across the face. And he's like, what? And I'm like, no, just let me do it. <laughs> so yeah. then I did it and showed them and then they executed it properly. Mm. Um, but it was it was an idea that I had to really make the audience Physic- like almost physically feel what my main character is feeling. I wanted her because all it's mostly flashback scenes. Um, mm. I wanted you to like be in her head and feel what was happening to her, so that you could um, relate in in a more just in a deeper way. Yeah, for sure. Which I, I was really hoping would would carry uh, across. It did. Um, it really puts you in the perspective of uh, the main character in the film, mm-hmm. and then I also kind of liked. Um, the scenes of like when she's in the bathtub and you're just kind of like you're just kind of like looking at her you're just observing so like you're sitting there but you're also seeing what she's going through through her eyes as well yeah because that the whole bathtub is where the film's taking place Mm -hmm. and then you're just going through like the the flashbacks flashbacks. i have a lot more i want to do with that script and that was like a like a small version of that script and it's 
nowhere near as big as I want it to be. But I might I might revisit. I might do that one for real. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that film as well, did you do those drawings? I did do those drawings. Okay. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's um, honestly that scene with the therapist is one of my favorite things I've ever shot. I want to just take it out of that film and yeah. like, make it a thing itself because that's my friend Mike Matola and he mm. is just like the most multi-talented human I know. And um, his acting in it and like the way that we designed that, that was the front um, waiting area of the hair salon that he owns with his wife. And it's like completely re redone up to look like this office. Yeah, um, I'm really proud of that scene just in general. So, but yeah, those drawings silly little drawings i did yeah that's what i was <laughs> I wondering i have them somewhere oh well, cool yeah you can auction them one day one day when i'm like super famous yeah that was super dope <laughs> and then on the last one uh nowhere <clears throat> oh yeah that was 2018 where you got the best art film i did film how did you find that out <laughs> <laughs> like, i do my research <laughs> i mean i'm impressed like wow <laughs> Yeah, I was not ready for this. <laughs> He's like looking at my notes. <laughs> hey, let me um, cheat, bro. Yeah, we won best art film for that. That's multiple choice, A, B, C. Um, yeah, and then because I was wondering, because like <clears throat> in some of your films, you go black and white, like in the first one, mm-hmm. and then you also went color on a few. And then I was when I was watching Nowhere, I was just like, I wonder why she picked black and white. But then as it progressed, you understood why. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was super cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to find a reason to to do both in that in that film. Um, it was my loose attempt at a, a noir. But not really, though. It's just like a slightly inspired by that time period, at least. OK. Um, oh, that's why you picked that that's typeface. Why and mm hmm. Yeah, and, and that's like her outfit and like the house. Um, mm. Yeah, it's but it's pretty loose, loosely oh, okay. inspired because that's called no budget. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because I, I was wondering that was, I was my like, apartment too. <laughs> I was I was wondering like where you like what makes you choose a certain typeface mm. for font film. Font oh, is yeah. hard. That's what I was wondering. I was just it like I was like this one's so cool. different from the other ones. I was like oh, but then I also saw like you also used uh the same like title font in the uh i guess in the poison that she uses mm-hmm. as well on the actual box wow good eye yeah, yeah. It was so i was just font. like oh that's a good tie-in because i tie i like made that box yeah i, I designed figured. that to yeah it looks super cool <laughs> quick, was, it was just like a little, little like quirk thing i was just like oh super cool i was like oh that's pretty cool i was like okay so See, now i understand I why i pack in all these really tiny details and i don't think anyone will notice them so mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel good to know that like somebody saw it <laughs> like hey <laughs> that's the same font cool doesn't Thanks. it makes no difference in the world whatsoever but it's just a fun detail that i put in there yeah and then um which one was the last one? Oh yeah so the last one was womanhood mm-hmm. that one was cool that was my first proper attempt that one was I like think. intense thank you oh my gosh i'm glad that's what that's the intended reaction i want you to be upset yeah everyone who watched it that week i released it they were like i'm upset i'm like i'm like oh good <laughs> i'm glad that, yeah. that's what i want i want to upset you but but that is true yeah and it, and it, and it sucks because like it's not even like a um dramatization is that the correct word yeah it's pretty real it's it's reality mm-hmm. and like it it sucks because you know i have a an older sister um actually i have two older sisters and then like you know if i become a dad one day like i don't want my daughter to go through something like that mm-hmm. 
and like i think it's it's kind of sad how like a lot of men don't take the minute to really like like think about what they're doing and yeah it's like habit or you just you never thought you just never thought of it before like you maybe you didn't mean any harm but mm-hmm. people need to be a little bit more aware of how they're operating in the world and around women and around each other no matter yeah, what your sure. gender is yeah you know like we just need to respect each other yeah and, and like it sucks too because like <clears throat> like being at the age that we're at like we're going to bars or we're going to clubs or whatever and you see that and mm-hmm. it's just like like that guy's such a dickhead yeah like, such a those chads of the <sighs> world yeah I was just like, yeah, we can live without those guys. Mm-hmm. Or just educate them, you know, and hope yeah. that they can learn why mm-hmm. those things are not okay and, like, why behavior like that is so harmful. Yeah, totally. Know? And um, talking about womanhood, the transition that you did with Valerie from the park to the coffee shop was dope. Thanks. It was really hard. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you did that, too. Yeah, I just tried to line up everything um, in the monitor and I had my actress Beverly just like I'm like just do the same face, just the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you edit your own films? Uh, mostly, yes. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I'm a bit of a control freak. Um, no, <laughs> it's mostly because I've just never had other people to help me. You know, okay. like like most of the work I've done is in college. We had teams, so I had people that helped. Um, but they weren't necessarily none of us, mm-hmm. including myself, were professionals in any way. So. We were just like making it work and doing our best and trying to make something. Um, but now as I move forward and I want to make things that are good and like put like real work in and hire people that this is what they do, mm-hmm. you know, um, I find that it's more difficult and then I end up doing a lot of it myself. <laughs> so <laughs> like womanhood, we, I, I made that with a couple of people and we made that from concept to finished product in one month. And um, that's why there are some problems, but <laughs> we don't need to point them out. Um, but I, I really desperately want to make a film that I take my time in. And I have like a real team of people who can all do the jobs that they need to do, um, including myself. So that's my next thing when I get okay. around to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little while, but I got to make something soon, guys. I know we're all waiting. We're going to post it on our uh on our Instagram at Boca Tempo when it comes out. Oh, thanks. Just so we can get that movement going on. Um, for <clears throat> So for womanhood, um, like how did you, was this an idea that you had? Was it something that a client asked for? Or? No, this was all me. It was all you. This was okay. the first project I ever did that was just for me. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in college anymore. Um, or when did I make that? I think I may have still been in college in my last semester or something but it wasn't for school okay it was for the film festival at that school i did i have i had that goal that's why i only spent a month Mm. was because i I had to hit a deadline but other than that it was just for me um it was when the kavanaugh trial was happening can you refresh our memory on that so christine blazy oh blazy ford we should back check that i i don't know why i can never get her middle name correct but when she um, came out that she was sexually assaulted by Kavanaugh in high school, and oh, there was wow. that whole, it's the start of the Me Too movement. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, after, like, Harvey Weinstein and all mm-hmm. of those stories came out, like, the Me Too movement began around then. And <clears throat> as a woman <laughs> who has experienced things like this, in general, I um, was a, I was upset. 
And I was like, I need to, I need to do something. I need to say something. And even if it's just a few people that see it, like, I hope that I can at least show one person this mm-hmm. film and make them think about what they've said and done to women before. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, and I felt like this is the kind of stuff I want to make. I want to, I want to shake people and mm. I want to be like, no, look what you're doing or look what these people are doing. Like we need to communicate and learn and grow and like become better humans, you know? Um, so I came up with the concept of womanhood based on my own life. Mostly. Um, the last part is based on the Christine, uh, Dr. Ford's testimony. But, um, yeah, I, I had a hard time making it because it was really personal, Yeah, you know, and it's kind of hard for me to watch back a lot of the time too, but it was really important to do it. And I had some good people around me who made it happen. You know, my actors were incredible and they were all on board and it was like, it was traumatic for me to shoot that bedroom scene. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh God. I was, I was holding the camera for that. It was just me and the actors and the camera. I mean, um, audio guy for some of it. And um, it was really hard to do that. We did, we did a lot of takes and I, like, I didn't want to push too much for it. And mm-hmm. even the actors were like, no, we can do that better. I was oh, like, wow. oh God, like, I can barely handle this guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew that because I, if I was feeling that way in the room, in the moment, I knew that it would be impactful in the film if I pulled it off correctly. So yeah. I feel, pre- I feel really good about that film. Yeah. That was a really like seeing like what I liked that I did. Cause like when I went to your YouTube channel, um, it showed woman actually no it showed something else first but then after that it was womanhood mm-hmm. and then it showed like your other like um your other short films mm-hmm. so that's why i i was like no let me see her oldest stuff and then make the progression to her newer stuff oh, yeah so i like the fact like seeing like i think what did you say Vo? is that what it is Vu. Vu. so seeing Vu, and then from where you progress all the way through womanhood you can tell like you've gotten really good at your craft oh thank you yeah I feel that's one of the main reasons I leave those things up because they're old little short films from college. Like they're not a thing, but um, I do love for myself to see the progression that I had. And it reminds me that like, no, keep doing this because you've already had some decent progression. Like I, I'm, I'm curious to see what I make next, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I hope that people like, that's really nice that, that you were able to, to look through it and feel that way too. I really want to make, I'm going to make good stuff, you know? I can totally see the potential in that. Um, and so so since we're talking about Cypress College, what did you do after Cypress College? I started my own business. Oh, shit. So I've had uh, my own business for like roughly two years now. Okay. I do content creation for private clients. So That's right. Yeah. I, I um, really like run Instagram accounts, um, take photos, do a little design, mm-hmm. kind of like whatever they need. I just have a few that... I can do by myself. If I get any new clients, I'm going to have to hire help. I'm like, ah, okay. this is a lot of work, guys. <laughs> how, how difficult is it to create content for like uh, Instagrams and stuff? It just depends on who the client is. So I have a coffee shop, which is the easiest one. Um, and I have the Long Beach Police Foundation. Okay. So I, I do a lot of their events and take photos of those things and post about like membership and like whatever they need. Um, and then I have this um, tech company in San Pedro. Okay. And they're cool. They they just want me to post about what it's like to be an employee at their company. So oh, okay. 
it's like a lifestyle account. Mm-hmm. So it's like three very different things, but but it's fun and it doesn't take like a, it doesn't take me forty hours a week, you know. So I have time to work on other projects like my photography and my short films and writing. And I have some other smaller projects. Like I also have a podcast and um, I have a small comedy troupe as well. So mm, that's I've cool. got a few other things. What's your podcast called? It's called New Fire. New Fire. Mm-hmm. And that's where you talk about like music, movies and, and TV. And TV. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, my friend Jonathan that I've known since high school, it's his podcast. And I jumped on as co-host in season two. So now we're working on season three. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, as since we're talking about uh, you being a filmmaker, what were some of your favorite um, films growing up? Since you couldn't give me one specific one. Yeah, it's so tough. Um, I, it's it's so hard to pick, but <clears throat> my biggest loves have always been classic sci-fi. Mm. So I grew up loving Star Trek and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I have really fond memories of movies like. Indiana Jones and the mummy and like those like adventure films. I really yeah. liked those. Um, and then I got a little older. It's kind of, it's so hard to choose. It's like asking, you know, whenever you ask any creative what their favorite yeah, thing and is. It's, it's difficult to pinpoint like, ah. one. Yeah. But it's just like to name a few, just so people yeah. can to name a few, like do you mean growing up or yeah, growing up? Yeah, growing like, up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I loved, well, the thing about it is, I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of things as a kid. I was very sheltered and like my dad only let me watch what he liked, which was classic sci-fi. So that's yeah. why I have so much classic sci-fi, but I also wasn't allowed to watch anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did also love watching like shitty comedies. <laughs> you what would know? you consider a shitty comedy? Like Anchorman. Okay. Like, you know, like, <laughs> but they're hilarious. Yeah. I, I really enjoy comedy so much. Um, I wish that I was funny. I, I don't think I'm funny, so it's it's a shame that I can't make the thing also. But I'll just like be a producer or something. I know funny people, so I'll be like, here, make this. Make it funny. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and I think besides that, it was it was just a lot of like Alien. Oh, my God. Mm. That movie. Oh, oh, forever. Forever one of my favorite films. And um, yeah. I watched a lot of Star Trek. Who's which um, is a TV show? Who's your favorite captain? Uh, Picard. Picard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, if you can see, this is my. Uh, okay, yeah. Tattoo is a um, next generation emblem. So yeah, so our listeners, if you're listening to us on your car, um, she just showed us a tattoo of a Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Next yeah. Generation. The actually, haven't emblem. actually haven't gotten that far. So like. What. So the reason I got into Star Trek is because of Big Guns Mike. Oh, yeah. So now he's a big Star Trek fan. So I started all the way back mm. from like um, the original Captain series. Kirk. Yeah. The original series is great. I'm not discrediting it at all. Like you must watch that. But you need to watch Next Generation. I just haven't gotten to so many episodes. Yeah, but every show has a lot of episodes. That is That's, true. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. It's a good background show. When, well, I guess that's only true if you've seen it a million times like I have. Um, <laughs> but I would, like, it is old, and there are some things that are hard to get through when you're watching, old, like, mm. older shows. But it is so worth the time. That is. To, to see the stories that they tell. The way that they produce Next Generation is the, one of the main reasons I love it so much. Like, the way it's written is stunning. It's just such a good storytelling show. 
Are you watching the new series of Picard? I will be. Okay. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I feel like such a bad fan. I haven't watched Discovery or Picard yet. <laughs> okay. Just all these extra subscriptions, you know? I'm like, ah. Dude, I thought Star Trek was only a movie. What? No, it was a show. Started oh, as a show. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. It's one of the <laughs> one of the first <laughs> sci-fi TV shows. It's from the sixties. So cool. Mm-hmm. It was so crazy to see um, William Shatner so young. I know he's a little baby. And Leonard Nimoy too. Oh my god. Because yeah. I love I love Leonard Nimoy and uh, Fringe. Mm-hmm. So it's just like to see him younger. Him. Yeah, it was just so cool. I love him. It sucks Have you pass, read his though. books? No, you should read his. Books. I'm not a reader. What? I don't read books. Podcast or um, audiobook? No, no, still a book. Well, <laughs> I would kidding. recommend picking it up. It's okay, I will. I like um, I Am Spock. Oh, okay. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, I remember Jonathan had a question for you on a scene of womanhood. Remember? Oh, oh I forgot. Oh, no. Okay, so Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan wanted to know how you filmed that party scene. Oh, yeah. Um, So it was my friend's house, and we had... Okay, yeah. <laughs> just remember the question is that the question yeah yeah okay um it was my friend's house and she was nice enough to let us use and i had a handful of extras most of those people were also crew and we um needed some like costumes so it's like dollar store costumes and the um it was really a small space there weren't a lot of people but i wanted it to look like a party it did look like a party yeah it wasn't like there's only like two people there. There's like, like one yeah. person. No, I'm kidding. There, I, don't, I don't remember. It was me again. I was the extra in the back. I was, they were all me. Yeah. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> yeah. So when you yeah. do a film, like what does the crew consist of? Um. Well, you need at least a, um, like a director, you know, or the person, the writer, director, the person with the idea. So you need the idea. Um, and then you need somebody doing camera, somebody doing audio and someone doing lighting like those are the bare bones. A lot of the times, like that can be a team of two people to do all those jobs. Don't recommend it. But a lot of my films were made with like just me doing all of that, or like with a helper, um, or two. So, when you're doing a bigger production, though, it makes way more sense to have at least one audio guy specifically with the mixing and the boom and everything, mm-hmm. and then the uh, camera guy who can also be the cinematographer who's doing camera operation and lighting. Um, having teams of assistants to help with each of those jobs is really helpful. Um, having a producer, like I I really love having a, a AD, an assistant director, who is just a producer pretty much. Um, and they're the one that keeps you on time and says like, okay, we have this place for this long and we need these scenes. And so like they have the power to tell the director no more takes. Or, like, they kind of run the show mm-hmm. non-creatively. Uh, so that person's really important. I've been that person a few times, too, which is, it's fun. And then how many cameras <clears throat> do you use? Typically just one. <laughs> if you have the budget, more is good. But um, usually I don't have a budget at all, so. <laughs> do you have a, do you have your go-to camera? Is it, like, your setup for that? Or do you do rentals? And we stuff? do rentals, yeah. Okay. Um, I say we like there's more than one person. <laughs> uh, it's just me, guys. Uh, <laughs> I used to work with a team from college, but okay. they and they had their own stuff. They had a GH4, and we used that for, for most of those shorts. My first one, Vu, was literally just me and my DSLR that I still use to this day for photography. Um, Is that the Lumix? 
No, it's just a Canon. Just a Canon. It's a Canon T6i. It's T6i. Like okay. Rebel series. It's yeah. nothing fancy at all. But it's my little baby, and I've been using it. I need to upgrade. That's a goal this year. But um, that's what I did for Vu, and I did all of that alone. And then same thing with Coffee Trip, actually, come to think of it. So Ordinary was the first time I used it, like a crew, because that was one that I did in college with, like that group that I got together. Mm-hmm. And we used the GH4, and we used like real lighting because our school provided equipment, so we were able to just use the equipment. And then the same thing for um, Nowhere. And then Womanhood was their own equipment that they had. I don't think we had to rent anything, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then when I did the music videos after this, that was rent some rentals and some like other things added in. Mm. There was a question I was going to ask you, and I already forgot it. I don't know. Um, <sighs> trying to remember. Do you have any questions, Jonathan? Um, well, I'm trying to remember my question. December to remember? <laughs> December <laughs> to remember? That's not even a question. <laughs> I'm trying to help you remember here, bro. Um, what was I going to... I already forgot. I got like so into what you were saying that I totally forgot my question. <laughs> um, do you have a like a dream setup? Um, You know, I'm not that big on the technical side as much as I want to be. What well, I don't want to be, but... <laughs> I'm I'm much more about like concept and creating something and coming up with the ideas and, and directing. Um, so I have a hard time really digging into the tech. Um, so no. I just remember my question. Mm. So when you um, direct a film, do you like also being the cinematographer? Cinema- cinematographer? There you go. No. No? Because I noticed in a lot of your films, it's like the same guy, Tommy? I think. Yeah, that's my ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and I worked together on on a lot of projects. Okay. Um, we had a he was part of that team I was talking about, and um, okay. yeah, and we had some other friends that you'll see build and in all of those things. Tony, mm-hmm. Mario, um, <clears throat> we had like a bit of a production company that we had started. Oh, that's cool. And we started building, and um, you know, life happens, and yeah, for sure. Womanhood was the last thing we all did together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So is there a reason why you don't like uh, being the cinema? Cinematographer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird word. Um, because, and it's not that I don't like it, because yeah. I've found that I like the concepts. When I'm doing photography, I really enjoy playing with lighting. Um, but I like playing with lighting in photography. Mm, you know, like okay. I, I have a hard time thinking about um, an entire scene and how I want to light it and everything. I'm like, oh God, no, someone else, please. Someone else do that. Thank you. I just want to talk about what's happening in the frame mm. and like how I want it shot okay. and then tell them what to do. Mostly because I'm just, it, I just know that it's not my strong suit. So I, I haven't succeeded at it in ways that I feel are worth like practicing. I feel way more drawn to practicing um, directing and writing and concept and producing. I, I really enjoy producing too. So uh, I, I tried to f- focus more on those things. And then let someone who actually loves cinematography do their mm, job. That makes know? sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a couple of people that I call on. Uh, I have a, a few projects on the way that will be with new cinematographers and new people um, that are really good at their job. And I'm excited to like let them have a thing to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because mm-hmm. filmmaking is all about teamwork. Mm-hmm. And that's something I love about it so much that I just, I don't want to be a one woman crew at all. Yeah, I for also, sure, yeah 
don't want to put all my eggs in one basket either. So it's like, you know, finding the right people. That's just a lot of like, uh, cause a lot of anxiety to have like Mm -hmm. everything be put on you. Like it's just like, it's just nice to like allocate the work to other people. Yeah. Especially people that are good at what they do. Yeah, exactly. I think that's way more important and fulfilling is to have a good team put together and like let everyone do what they're good at. Yeah. And that way it'll let you do what you're best at and like, create ideas or, or maybe because if, if you were busy with something else maybe you wouldn't have gotten the idea to do mm-hmm. another shot or something exactly if i'm running audio yeah. i may have just missed something that my actor did that i could have captured if i would have noticed it or could have worked on you know um so I, I i learned all that the hard way i was like doing everything i could when i was making things before feeling like i had to be the one at every station mm-hmm. um and that's just setting myself up for failure really yeah, for sure. You know, it's better to share the work and share the glory <laughs> if we get that far, you know? <laughs> yeah. And since you're, since you're, um, you're trying to do your own, like, um, your own films and stuff, mm-hmm. how do you know what <coughs> shot is the best shot for the scene? Cause I like, I'm looking at all your short films and like, I'm just like, oh, that's a good shot. Like, how did you even come up with the idea? Like, okay, maybe like make the camera go this way. Like, mm-hmm. Well, have it move this way, you know. That's kind of like um, when I was inspired by Edgar Wright when I was younger, mm-hmm. seeing how he tells a story within a frame and then studying that in school when we would watch his films and, and videos about it. I've always really been drawn to what's oh, called mise-en-scene. And it's, um, it's when you have everything in place for a certain reason and you tell the story visually and you're not using the dialogue to tell the story. And in the scene, you're, you're showing... Um, very specific things for a certain reason and each way you frame something can cause a certain feeling it can cause like so for example if i want to make somebody my actor feel i want to show you that they feel anxious then i might do like a really close-up shot where the background's not in focus and we're just kind of like in their head and you'll feel even though i'm not saying that you're going to look at it and you're going to feel that way because i've made you feel that way Mm -hmm. um or like something I'm doing in a um, <laughs> something I'm doing in an upcoming music video is I'm showing that two people are very separate by always having them on opposite ends of the frame, even if they're standing right next to each other. There's always space between the two of them, and so you you never see them like together. So mm-hmm. you already are understanding that they're separate, or there's like always something between them, literally, you know. Mm. <clears throat> so like those are markers of directing that I really really was drawn to in the very beginning of wanting to be a director it's not just the storytelling like um the script or anything it's also visually how things are framed and like what I can say with it and since you're a filmmaker how did you make that transition to like start taking photos as well um yeah you know sorry don't mind me I'm just dying a little Um, so when I, I mean, I've always enjoyed taking photos. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that most people enjoy doing is taking photos. It's, we all have cameras in our pockets. Like it's not, it's not difficult to do. Um, and I've always been around people that take photos and like photography has kind of been something in my life for a long time, but I never thought it was something I would do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I, um, in the last like couple of years, I found out that I can take photos and put them on Instagram and make money that way. So 
that's helpful. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey, I can like, I can do this thing that's still kind of creative and I don't have to have a day job or if I have a day job, this is like good extra money. Like it's a helpful skill to have. So I got better. I tried to get better at that. And then I started taking photos of like Taylor and of my friends and realized I really enjoy taking portraits of people. Um, and so I've been working on doing more of that. Um, <clears throat> and then people have noticed and they've hired me and I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm a photographer. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, you know, I have a lot of, it's, it's kind of like a subsection of directing almost is because I'm designing a frame yeah. and I'm showing something. And that's usually my goal is like to show, um, typically what I, what I try to do. I'm not always sure if it really works out, but what I'm trying to do is take a portrait of someone and show the real person mm -hmm. and still find like what's flattering about them. I don't want them to look ugly, but I also want them to look real. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is what you look like. I'm not going to edit the hell out of it. Um, I'm going to do a little bit, but not nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. I want you like wearing the clothes that you love in a place that you love just being yourself. And I want to capture that. So I've tried doing that with some of my portraits. Um, I think I've done an okay job. You've done a really good job. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, because I because I see you as a filmmaker and like a portrait photographer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely like portrait photography more than I do um, like landscape or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee's fun too, but yeah. like I don't feel passionate about taking a picture of a mug as mm -hmm. like I do a person. Mm. Um, I feel like it helps me understand things in a way that I can use for my directing too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what I was, that's what I was gonna ask you when it comes to like portrait photography. How do you handle, like, I guess your subject? Like, how do yeah, you direct like, them? How do how I direct do them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really overlaps nicely. Um, it depends if I know the person. A lot of those people on my Instagram are my friends, so they already feel comfortable in that way. That's good. Um, hopefully, <laughs> I'm like we're friends. It's fine. Um, people like Taylor. Mm -hmm. She's a natural. I don't have to do very much at all. I'm like that last shoot we did. I'm like, just, just do your thing. I'm going to take photos of it. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. So I don't direct her very often. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's great when I have a subject who's mm -hmm. just good, who knows their angles and who's good at doing that. I'm like, wow, you are perfect. Cool. Um, but then I have people who are like new to it. Like girl with blue hair. Her name's mm -hmm. Catherine. She's a friend of mine as well. And I wanted to do portraits of her because her hair was so cool. She had just gotten it done. And I had um, access to a studio and I was like, let's just, let's go do a photo shoot. This will be fun. And she'd never had one like that before. So she was, even though we're friends, like a little bit nervous at first. And so I did my best to like make her laugh and like make her comfortable. And I made her do really silly stuff that, that never got used. But yeah. like I, <laughs> I had her stand on a chair and like hold on to the ceiling. I was like, this is, I knew in my head, I'm like, this is not going to get, this is not going to be one of the photos, but I want her to feel silly. Yeah. So I'm going to make her do something silly, you know? Um, and then she did. And in the photo after that was one of the ones I used because mm. she got like this feeling, you know, and like I got her into a different level of comfort. So it was really fun to do, do it that way, you know? Um, yeah. So that's usually, what, and then if I work with someone who I'm like, I'm not friends with who I've taken like portraits for, um, one of my clients, um, <clears throat> And with them, I just, like, compliment them, try to make them, like, at ease. A lot of the time, I'm, I'm at their house, and mm -hmm. I bring my kit to them. 
So they're already comfortable at home. And um, there was one woman who was really self-conscious about her, um, just her face in general. And so I asked her why. I said, well, why do you feel that way? You know, I don't think anyone in a normal circumstance would ever say that. But when I'm trying to take a photo of you and you're making a sour face because you're uncomfortable, mm. I'm like, okay, well, tell me what's wrong. Tell me what what insecurity are you thinking about that you think I'm picking up? Because yeah. maybe I can d- position you differently or maybe you are just, you know, not seeing yourself clearly. And so you think, oh, I don't like how my chin looks in this. And I'm like, well, your chin looks fine. Mm-hmm. So you're fine. Don't worry. You know, like I get yeah. it. I totally get it. But, or they might say something and I'll realize, oh, yeah, that does look kind of weird. Let me adjust so that the shadow looks better. Mm. Something like that. So there was this one woman who um, was really uncomfortable and, and like really self deprecating. And so I would just, I complimented her genuinely. I was like, well, this is something about you that's nice. Um, maybe you should feel better about that. And then we ended up deciding on, uh, like a serious face instead of a smile because she didn't like something about her smile. So just like little things like that are moments of direction, mm-hmm. I think. And um, since you're talking about uh, one of your friends, <laughs> uh, the girl with the blue hair. Catherine. Catherine. Um, where did you get that shot in downtown LA? There's like this Which really one? good shot. I want to say. Oh, the ones that we just did recently. Those were, those were fun little iPhone shots. Oh, they were on iPhone. Okay. Yeah, those were because um, I did her portraits in a studio before that mm-hmm. a while ago. And then we were actually going to a um, Conan taping. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we were in Burbank. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, were all those? No, all, not all of those. Some of those were in LA in like downtown. Yeah, it was like, it looked like a shopping mall. Oh, almost. yeah, the one where she's like in the bottom of the frame and it's like a I think so like there are lights and stuff mm-hmm. that was over by um this taco place called Gusados oh okay Gusados okay yeah like I feel like I said that wrong um it's okay I've been mispronouncing words in this podcast it's okay <laughs> yeah so that's where we were so it's it's there oh it's okay that little like strip right there what do you take when you go take these portraits the your equipment <laughs> you guys i'm so fancy um no it's just my little canon t6i rebel Mm. and the stock lens and then any flash or Mm -mm. no No, that's literally it oh i've got like a nice strap (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't have anything fancy i i want to upgrade um because i don't feel like the quality of my images looks as nice as it could Mm. so i I that's like the main reason i want to upgrade or just get like Get a better camera, body, get a good lens. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything in mind? No, I like Canon. Um, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even sure. Honestly, I've been thinking a lot about trying film. Um, so I was gonna start shopping for a film camera. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm like mm, maybe I should try it. It'd be a fun little hobby to add in. Mm-hmm. Do some film photography. Um, but yeah, I. Like I said before, I'm not that much into the technical stuff. Okay. I, I try to be, but it's just not, it's not my strong suit. <laughs> Do you have um, any other areas of photography that you're like open to exploring besides portrait or is it just like? I like portrait the most. Um, I've done a little bit of landscape, but I don't really feel passionate about that. Mm. Like, yeah, I feel like anybody can take a picture of this mountain, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Like, eh, not not me. I don't think that my picture of this mountain is any better than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Like, or 
no, that's not true. I feel like there are people that can take a way better photo of a mountain than me. Like, okay. why would I? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I understand what you mean. Um, and it's just not really my thing. But I like having, I like human beings. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just naturally what's happened. And so I'm going to keep doing that, I think. Have you tried uh, music photography since you like taking have, pictures? Oh, of, I've done it. I don't uh, like it. You don't? Oh, I love it. I don't like action. Um, for f- I, <laughs> whew, I have got a number of projects that were of live music that I aren't that are not online because they they didn't turn out well. And I'm like, why do I keep saying yes to these things? <laughs> I am not good at these, you know, shooting what, live stuff. What uh, was it? A low light situation? Was it a? It's always like low light and i'm using the wrong shutter speed mm-hmm. and i'm just not well versed enough to, okay. to really pull off a good action shot um i can help you with that if you want oh maybe i, I don't enjoy it so i feel okay. like <laughs> i feel like i don't really care to work on it if i don't yeah. like it that much mm-hmm. but um like i'd rather leave those jobs to people who enjoy it because mm-hmm. it's fun i just super fun yeah but like people like you could absolutely like thrive in that environment and i'd be over here like oh god that was terrible why am i doing this you yeah. know <laughs> yeah, like, like let's go do a studio shoot okay Thanks. yeah that's what that's one of the things too that i'm trying to transition out of is just doing live performances because i want to do um like some of the shots that you do with fellow robot like outside and like with mm-hmm. light yeah it's like, yeah. all just outdoors <laughs> yeah outdoors yeah and like we didn't i didn't bring anything i just brought my camera that's cool. You know, we shots came out awesome. They keep using them, so that's cool. Thanks. I know they do keep using them. Every time I see they're it, I'm like, cool oh, about that. that's my photo. <laughs> that's the one thing I love about them. Yeah, they're such good guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you have any questions, Jonathan? Mm, nope. No more questions. Okay. So uh, since we're coming to a close, yeah, it's everything. There's one um, one more thing that mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about was sure. um, let's talk. Oh, no. <laughs> my my little your little experiment like, four minute yeah what what happened to that um nobody i mean it's just i don't know i don't really know what the point of it was okay i i'm uh, i don't know i i have a lot of ideas i'm i'm somebody that has tons of ideas and no time to do any of them mm. and so that was one of those um one day i was bored and i was like i wrote this short like almost like essay mm-hmm. and i felt like it would sound nice spoken and so I, so I, I recorded it with my podcast equipment that I had just bought at, at that time. And um, I was like, I feel like I could do something with this. So I put one of my photos up and uh, threw that audio over it and put it on. And I thought I could make this into like a show um, where sort of like a, not a talking back and forth podcast, but like where I get someone to tell a story in that way and kind of edit it. So it sounds like really clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I might still do something with that concept, but it it didn't really like nothing happened with it. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I just put it there. I was yeah, like, here. Uh. Yeah, because that was the first uh, when I went to your YouTube channel. That's the first thing that I saw. Oh, yeah, because it's the most recent. It's upload. the most recent stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was I liked it. It was super oh, dope. You thanks. should continue to do it. Like I feel like I kind of feel like it's kind of difficult to kind of get feedback on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone I showed it to directly, they liked it. And I was like, well, that's good. But you're all my friends. So <laughs> so thank you for your support. But I don't believe you. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, not only as like individuals, but also as creatives, I feel like we're very harsh on ourselves. Oh, yes. So that's why I enjoyed that, because you're someone that 
is a creative and a human being. So like, mm-hmm. I think one thing that's important for all of us is just to love ourselves. And I feel like not enough people do that. Yeah. And it's so hard. Like when I made that, I really felt that way. And then there, I got my bad days, you know, where yeah. I'm just like, why am I trying at all? Like, yeah. you know, and then the next day I'm like, maybe I'll do, some, maybe I'll make something today. You know, it's just, it, you can never predict what your ups and downs and yeah. it's um, important to come back to that and remember like, no, I'm doing this for a reason. And I like this. I like this about myself and I want to cultivate and nurture those things about myself and stop like the negative self-talk and being mean and like, you got to control what's happening in your head and not have imposter syndrome all the time, you mm-hmm. know, like keep you from doing something that you love. Yeah. So that's kind of what it was about. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I took it as too. And like, I think it's it's so important to like um, take care of yourself for you because mm-hmm. no one else is going to do that. I know. Yeah. So like if you're your like biggest critic, like that's, you're not going to. You're just hurting yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I should listen to my own words right now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, uh, which one was it? It's like coffee trip. Like Yeah. Don't sabotage yourself. Don't sabotage yourself. Yeah. yeah full circle, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm excited like for my future and i Mm -hmm. really want to make good stuff and take good photos and tell good stories and connect with people like that is all i want in my life are those things and like a nice house yeah (laughs) not in long beach right because it's too expensive i love long beach but it is too expensive it's expensive i oh yeah i don't know where but not not LA either, so Yeah, not LA either. You probably have to like like I mean there's affordable houses in like Riverside and like Ew. those ugly towns. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh. true. Really like Palmdale. Oh, like, no. oh dude. It's so far. Palmdale, yeah. you know what Palmdale's dude? Have you seen that new Netflix documentary about that kid, Gabriel Fernandez? Oh no, I just I came out yesterday, right? Or it came out like Wednesday. Okay. Uh huh. It's, it's like takes like that little kid was abused in Palmdale, which is Palmdale. crazy. Wow. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, like, um, that's the one thing that sucks is, like, places like Long Beach or, like, some nice areas in San Pedro. Like, it's expensive. It is. It's nice, but it's expensive. Yeah. It's California. Yeah. You know? So, we'll see, though. Maybe um, maybe one day I'll make enough money to have a nice house here. That'd be cool. And then you can um, you can use some of your um, square footage as a tax write-off because you work from your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have any tips for any filmmakers that are starting out um i'm still one of those so who am i to give you tips you know well just things that you've learned along the way that like oh, i should remember that yeah next time well i just feel like everyone should um be open to working with other people um be respectful you know um don't shoot your ideas down before you even try mm. you know like maybe this my silly little short film that i made for school turned out to be like all right and someone got something from it like that's awesome i could have just never made it so you know maybe um don't get discouraged too easily Mm. like keep trying because this is an industry full of like rejection and you are going to fail and like you can't be afraid of that so those are some good things that i'm just recycling honestly from other people um you know, <clears throat> just keep doing the thing, you know, just do the thing, guys. <laughs> just if you like thing. it, do the thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So where can people find you? You can find me <laughs> on Instagram 
Um, I have two accounts. I have my just normal one for me at Ren Dianelli, and then at Ren Dianelli Films is my portfolio. Um, I have a website, rendianellifilms.com. <laughs> and, um, you know, YouTube, everything's linked together. So, you have a Patreon too? I you know, technically I do. Um, <laughs> it's there, yeah. but I haven't done anything with it yet. Mm-hmm. I had to make it go live because I was grandfathered into like old pricing oh, because okay. I, I had signed up a long time ago and just mm-hmm. never made the page live. But um, so it's there. I'll do something with it one day, probably when I have time. Yeah, you know. But yeah, mainly right now I'm just I'm on Instagram, okay. and my work goes there, and my photography is posted follow, on follow. there. And I just follow. Thank you. Co-host just followed. So yeah, so <laughs> How nice. since we're closing out, you can follow Jonathan at the Shake and Bake. You can follow me at Mike Ballesteros Photo. You can also follow the Bokeh Time Podcast on Instagram at Bokeh Time Pod. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, get in contact with us or if you want us to send a message for you to uh, Ren, you can send us an email to Bokeh Time Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for having us and we'll catch you on the next one.